Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cornerstone Christian Church of God podcast, where we are devoted to bringing restoration and transformation to all. To stay connected and find out more about what God is doing in His church, please visit our website, cccghq.org. Thank you so much, and we hope you are blessed by this message. Isaiah chapter 40 from verse 1. Comfort, yes, comfort my people. If there's any comfort around you, just say hi to comfort. Amen. Amen. Or or comfort inside you too. (laughs) Hallelujah. Speak comfort to Jerusalem. There are many Jerusalems here today. You speak comfort to yourself. And cry out to her that her warfare is ended. The battle is over. That her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Verse 3, please. Mm -hmm. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. So the one who has been forgiven is the one making a highway for the Lord. And he says, every valley shall be exalted, which means every humble person will be exalted. And every mountain, every proud person, and hill will be brought low. It says the crooked places will be made straight. So the crookedness in our lives, in our understanding, in our path will be made straight in the name of Jesus. And the rough places will be made smooth. Let's keep on reading, please. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I don't know who the Lord is speaking to today. The voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, he says. And all its lowliness, loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. Because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Oh Zion, you will bring good tidings. Get up into the high mountain. Oh Jerusalem, you will bring good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold the Lord your God shall come with a strong hand. And his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. Hmm. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. Verse 26, please. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. Who brings out their hosts by number. He calls them all by name. By the greatness of his might. And the strength of his power. 
not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. This is where we're going. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He knows everything about everything. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. This is where hunger comes. Hunger makes a person feel weak. Then God steps in and gives them power. So he's looking for people who appear weak in his presence. So he can empower them. Those who say, I know where I'm going. But the truth is, I don't know how to get there. I've tried many times and I keep failing. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord because they are weak, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will experience revival on a daily basis. <laughs> they shall mount up with wings like eagles because the wind is what powers the eagle, not its ability to flap its wings. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is one of the secrets why some people keep going higher and higher and higher. After we have done what we know to do, we say, Lord, we don't know anything. I have built my wings, but I need wind in order to power my wings. And the wind is His grace. And it begins to move us forward at a pace that you never even imagined that you could go yourself. And then you graduate from that program and you sincerely look at yourself and know there were 1,000 ways that you should never have graduated. 1,000 reasons why you should never have graduated. Yet you stood there graduating. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So God gives us a picture of the end. But he does not show us all the details on how to get there. And this is what baffles many people. Because he wants us to lean on him on a daily basis. There are things that will happen before the end of today he has not told you yet. But to help you to be successful tomorrow. There's information that will come to you tonight that he knows you would need tomorrow or on Saturday or perhaps even on Sunday. He gives power to the weak. So when the word begins to come, he's, he's lining up bridges. 
I was led to watch a documentary on how they make bridges today. And I saw that even though you don't see them, there are pillars that they dig deep into the waterbed in order to sustain the bridges. For many people, they might not see that God is digging deep into your foundation so you are properly anchored. That aspect is not visible to the naked eye looking at the bridge. But, but a wise person would understand that for many cars to be going over the bridge and it is not crashing, it means something is holding that bridge together. He's laying the foundation as deeply as possible. <laughs> Let me explain what that means. It means you get to a point where you know you cannot go forward again without God's help. That's when you know that his anchor has reached the depth of your soul. I've gotten there before, many years ago. So, humility is the most responsible choice for me now. Because, and I say choice because it's an everyday decision. Because I got to a point one day where I realized, even though everybody around was saying, you're smart, you're smart. I knew inside I was foolish. But they didn't know. And I saw what he was putting ahead of me to do. And I, I knew, you know, you know, if you're sincere, you know yourself. People say you are loving, but yet you know the thoughts that pervade, that, that pervade your mind about people. And you know, you know what? No, no, I'm not loving. <laughs> You're a giver, but, but deep down you know that if you had your way, you retain everything that you've given. And I got to that point and I knew that, you know what? <laughs> it is wisdom to hold on to this God on a daily basis. So I, I, I avoid proud people as much as possible because it displays ignorance. <laughs> We're going to be going through the pillars of wisdom tonight as we've been doing. Maybe tonight is the night you catch something and realize something. That why am I going round in circles? Makes no sense. Why can't I just go on a straight line? Where every day I am moving forward towards my destiny and towards my goals. Please listen to me carefully. It is possible that everybody in church will make it to heaven. But the truth is, I know without a clear decision, not everybody in church will succeed on the earth. Because that, that, it takes a conscious decision on a daily basis. I would choose to focus on a daily basis other than being distracted and carried away by everything coming my path. I came to the realization today that we are in May, the fifth month of the year. Maybe there are people here who have not achieved anything this year. Anything. Just, you're, just, you're just breathing. But you know the beautiful thing? You can wake up today and the God of speed 
can empower you to run faster than those who have been running since January. And within one month, you can do more than you could have done in the first five months you've wasted. That's really what I'm trusting God for. really what I'm trusting God for. Seven pillars of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1. Wisdom has built her house. She has made or she has hewn out her seven pillars. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. In essence, wisdom is saying, if you want me, pay attention to these seven aspects. These are seven pillars of wisdom. So anybody's wisdom house must be built on these seven pillars if they are going to stand. And if they are going to move forward from glory to glory. And we began to say that those seven pillars are number one, prudence. The ability to make decisions today based on tomorrow. A person that lacks prudence will say, let us eat and drink today for tomorrow we die. Those are the people that, that will spend all they have without thinking about their commitments for tomorrow. But a prudent man or woman is making decisions today based on tomorrow's responsibilities. I have rent to pay tomorrow, so I'm not wasting the money I just got paid today. I have to save up for tomorrow because it is wisdom. I don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. That is prudence. A prudent person will not burn, burn bridges because they don't know where they are going to meet these people again in the future. A prudent person will not leave a workplace and send out nasty emails to everybody. And say, peace out, I'm gone, I don't care. <laughs> and you get to your next interview. And you see the face of some people you pissed out. And they'll say, peace in. <laughs> now you're in pieces, amen. <laughs> mm. Prudence. Number two, knowledge. Knowledge, information, powers, wisdom. The acquisition of good information. And a desire to acquire good information. And as the wisdom grows, that desire grows. It becomes insatiable, unsatisfiable. Always wanting to acquire, acquire. There's always a book that is being read. There's always something that is being learned. There's always someone that is being observed. There's, we are learning constantly. There's no break from learning. Because there's no break from eating. 
So when you feel tempted to say, I just want to graduate, so I'm just tired of reading, know that that is the spirit of foolishness that is coming. So you need to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Knowledge, acquiring knowledge. Number three, pillar is the fear of God. Knowing that there is a God that can kill. <laughs> there is a God that judges matters. When, when David was, was, was arranging for Uriah to be killed, and when David took his wife, he did not factor in that there's a God watching and judging matters. If he had factored that in, even though he saw a beautiful woman, that fear of God would have resisted him. The Bible says that there's no stopping a jealous man or a jealous woman. For example, someone that saw all the single people and left them and went for a married person. And in the book of Proverbs is telling us that there's no end. Even money cannot quench the rage of a jealous person. The fear of the Lord. That's what Joseph had. So when Potiphar's wife was coming and saying, hey, hey, what's up? Joseph, that fear of God drove him far away from her. See, you are not the only woman in Egypt. I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not going to destroy my destiny. You see people who lack the fear of God. They pursue the very same things that are abominations to pursue. You know that this one is a, is a walking dead person. It's just like crossing the Americans. Can hunt you down for 50 years. Or the Jews. 60 years. From one generation to another. You saw when David was about to die, he told Solomon, Solomon, that guy, don't let him live. <laughs> Make sure you kill him. And then he died. <laughs> <laughs> Solomon took it on. <laughs> and if Solomon did not succeed, he would have passed it to Rehoboam. Make sure he killed him. <laughs> and they'll keep passing it from generation to generation. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There is a God that judges matters. So when you do business with someone and then you manipulate them, you think you're smart. You have lost the fear of God. There is a God that judges matters. Number three, good advice or counsel is a pillar of wisdom. Counsel. So no matter how wise you think you are, if you don't seek counsel before going to war, you have missed a pillar of wisdom. You've just gained admission. And you're going in with common sense. You've not asked people that have graduated successfully around you. What tips will you give me? What You know people around you who have been to the same school and came out that four years is not a joke. And you just stepped in. You're flying blind. And you're going to, to learn the things that others have learned. And you're paying a price to learn it again. Good advice. Hey, I noticed you've graduated from here. Are there any crazy professors I should be aware of? 
is, 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 uh, uh, any tips you'd give? Any materials perhaps you can share? But pride will not make many people seek advice. So they'll rather build it themselves because they don't want anybody to share in their success story. I was humbled yesterday. I met a very senior minister, at least from my own perspective. Kept hounding me, I want to book a meeting, I want to meet with you. I'm like, what does this man want to meet with me for? So we met, came with paper and, and a big notebook, notebook, and asking questions. How did you guys do this? How did you do this? How? You, you know, some people ask questions, but they, they, they pretend like they want to know. <laughs> but they... <laughs> and he was asking and writing and asking and writing. And I said, oh my goodness. Because in his mind, I've traveled the journey, the road that he's beginning to travel on. And he's wondering, why should I go and start afresh? If I can stand on somebody's shoulders who is willing to share. What books are you reading in this? Can I take a picture of this? Oh, what about this? What about this? And I was humbled. At the end of the day, He's going to succeed. And nobody will be asking him, who did you meet with? Who did you talk to? The success is attributed to him. And it's up to him now to say wherever he might have contacted the wisdom from. Good advice. Good advice. He, he understood that he's way older, but I started something before him. The fourth pillar of wisdom is sound judgment, the ability to weigh matters and come to the right conclusion. These three job offers, which one do I choose? Is it just money? Is it just the distance? Is it just how you feel? Sound judgment. Someone comes to you and is always gossiping about somebody else. Sound judgment to say, you know what? How come you're always the one where they are talking about me negatively? Ah, wait, wait. These seven pillars is just coming together now. <laughs> How come you're always there? Then the person will say, you know what? I have an appointment. I have to go. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> How come you're always there? When, uh, when they gather to, to bash me, how come you're always the one bringing it? I suspect you. <laughs> I spoke with someone today. And the person said, they came to that revelation. The same person always said, no, they said, some, they said, and they said, and, and the person came to that revelation after a while and said, hmm, I think this is the problem. Pastor Jensen Franklin said, if Mary has a problem with Jane, Mary has a problem with, with Kathy, Mary has a problem with, with, with Steve, Mary, Mary is the problem. <laughs> Mary, 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 Mary. <laughs> Mary is the problem. That's good judgment. I remember when I was a youth pastor, this person always be bringing, Pastor Emmanuel, they said this, Pastor Emmanuel, and I used to enjoy it. I'm like, ah, thank you so much. 
Thank you. <laughs> One day the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the ghost that is holy. Because <laughs> they are very unholy ghosts. <laughs> One day he just came to me and said, don't you see that this person is a problem? <laughs> ah, my response, the next time the person came, they didn't try it again. They did not try it again. So how come these people are always confident to speak against me when you are there? Can you talk about someone's husband or wife in the presence of the spouse that loves them and be confident and you're not afraid? <laughs> you, you can only be comfortable if you, are, if you know that there's no love there and they hate each other. But if you know they love each other, you cannot be confident. If, 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 if you were whispering, if you were talking, the moment they step in, you be quiet. How come they are, they are comfortable? You must be a Judas. Either you don't know it yet, or they, they've gotten revelation, or you know it and you're just pretending. Hmm. There's someone speaking against my wife in my presence. My hand will slap them automatically. <laughs> Before I now get realized, ah, no. So say, let me take this slap back. <laughs> oh, you speak against my parents. Uh, you know. <laughs> you know, in this country called Nigeria, there's, there's a gentleman that decided he wanted to speak against, you know, Bishop Oedeko. And just... Old video. But you see, when, when, when God wants to catch people, <laughs> this video had been recorded many, many years ago. But God just wanted to bring him to judgment. So that particular year, the video started to trend. And when some of Bishop Wiesdepo's real children, you know, they are fake children. When the real children showed up and they stepped out, great men in their own rights, and they began to speak. <laughs> ah. The next thing, he began to beg. Before he had a voice, but he began to beg. It's, it's not like that. You know, I just, I just, I, he began to beg. Sound judgment. Being able to look at situations and come up with the right conclusion. Do you think Knowing who your friend is is an easy decision. For some people, just buy them lunch every day straight for seven days. They will accept you into their holies of holies. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm not saying with Chris or some expensive place, just, just McDonald's. Every day for seven days. They will tell you their history. They will tell every secret they've ever known. You know, there's something else I missed that time. <laughs> Everything. No, no good judgment at all. You know, when I, when I was a youth pastor then, there was a particular person. Because there was, there was a season I went through where I felt like everybody was against me. Leading youth can be interesting. So let's, let's thank Jesus for our youth leaders. They are doing an amazing job. <laughs> Amen. Because the youth will just be looking at you. You are talking, you are doing it. They are just looking at you. 
looking at their time, <laughs> looking at you. <laughs> when you're done dramatizing, go home. <laughs> and I, as, as I'm preaching, they'll be checking me out on Facebook. Yeah, scrolling. <laughs> so there was a season where it felt like they were all against me. And I was just being fed to the wolves. Some of those youth are here now. <laughs> so I was just there complaining to the Lord. I thought I was praying. But you know when you start out in prayer, <laughs> and your prayer just becomes complaining. You, you started with, hallowed be your name. <laughs> I said, Lord, there's nobody. Everybody has abandoned me. I'm just there. I don't even know why I'm doing this. They don't even want me. Like, you know? And then God said, no, 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 that's not true. Some people are for you. And I said, oh, where, where are they? Are they in the spirit? Are they in the flesh? <laughs> so he said, for example, this person is for you. And I knew who he was speaking about. Very, very quiet person. Never spoke much. You know, when you get in that zone, God, it now becomes heart to heart. Your mouth might not be moving, but you're communing with God. So I brought that individual to my recollection. And the Lord said, because in my mind, I was saying that, you know, every time I greeted, harsh, you see, you know, how are you doing? Fine. How's your week? Fine. The, all, the only response, one word response. Fine. Good. How's the family? Good. How's this? Bad. How's this? <laughs> so in my mind, this person was standoffish, was against me. And God said, no, 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 no. What you don't understand is you are mistaking her personality for her loyalty. Her personality is quiet. And he, he now said to me, has she ever missed youth service before? By the time he was done educating me, the next youth service, I was looking out for her with a smile. How are you doing? Fine, right? <laughs> so, so my interaction with God enhanced my judgment. Before then, I was judging loyalty by, by, by being extroverted, by being friendly. You know, you can love someone but not be friendly towards them because you're afraid. Sound judgment. And then number six, where we're beginning from today, is strength or power. Another pillar of wisdom is power. Let me hear you say power. power. Have you heard people say before, knowledge is power? You want to weaken a group of people, keep them in ignorance. One of the reasons why the dark ages was called the dark ages was because they did not have the word. Then after the dark ages came the moment, the period of enlightenment, and many inventions began to come. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 5. A wise man is strong. Proverbs 24, verse 5. A wise man is strong. So wisdom brings strength. Yes, a man of knowledge is not only strong, but increases strength. It is why a person can feel sick, but the moment they get a diagnosis, in many cases, at least now, they understand what is happening. This is what it is. In many cases, it brings strength as opposed to the ignorance of not knowing and how it weakens a person. 
This is why darkness for many people is a moment of fear. It's because of the ignorance. They don't know what is in the dark. If we were to say now, let's turn off all the lights and let's, let's fellowship together. Just keep hearing me. Just keep hearing me. Or turn off the library where it's pitch black. Except some people's teeth that will see. Just, 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 <laughs> just keep hearing me. And then, and then you hear a sound by your side. The next thing, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> because, because not seeing would put you on edge. And so people know how to stoke fear in people. Just, just crawl up there. Ah. A wise man is strong. So wisdom gives strength. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 16. Wisdom is better than strength. Yes, but wisdom gives strength. Can I hear a believing amen? amen? Wisdom gives strength. So as we grow in understanding... As we grow in understanding, our strength begins to increase. If you, if you see someone, for example, who is a prophet, who has, who has no information of what being prophetic is, is like, but all they know are the experiences they have, the visitations, the voices they call them that they are hearing, and the feelings. One moment they are happy, another moment they are sad, just unstable like water. But the moment they now realize it is called being a prophet, not all, for some people, calm returns. Peace returns. Because at least now they have an understanding of their experiences. A lot of these things I learned much later in life. I just knew that I liked isolating. I just knew that I liked being in the dark. I just knew that, I, that, that whenever I was around, I, I, I just like to foretell the future. For some, it's difficult to understand, but in, in, in that same country, you know, it, it, it's not unusual for, for power to be gone for weeks. I mean like power, like, like electricity. <laughs> you can just fathom that, to be gone for weeks. And it will literally just go. <laughs> and then it will come back for five minutes. And people scream and rejoice as if Jesus has come back. <laughs> but I'll just sit down there, say, now you see, in two minutes, power is going to return. No, but nobody taught me. It just, it, just, it just came. If you're not careful, you think you're just weird. But the moment understanding comes, the best example is X-Men. Those people isolated in their different communities, they looked like strange people. But the moment they came together in Xavier school, suddenly they realized, oh, so it's, you're strange. So your head can expand. Oh, <laughs> even I, my hands. And they, began, they, they became free because now they were around fellow mutants. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Yeah. <laughs> we are greater than mutants. <laughs> I'll be looking at items and focused on expecting that you begin to levitate. But in those days, it's expectation. Now it's reality. <laughs> no, no, nobody said anything. 
Nobody taught anything. I just, I just, I just knew that that was possible. So when people are looking at movies and 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 so you know we went to see um, um, Wakanda Part Two. What's what's, <laughs> what's what's it called again? Black Panther. Okay. <laughs> and I was just saying, looking. Oh my goodness, these are spiritual things. Like heavy, heavy spiritual movie. Heavy. Hey. <laughs> I said, I'm not sure if people understand marine spirits and this and this and that. You see, you go and play that movie in some parts of the world, they'll tell you, oh yeah, this was my grandmother. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, they come out of water and they, you know. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I left there. I told my wife, I said, Lord, have mercy. Spiritual things that you teach to people, some people, same people that watch that, and they were like, hey. You teach them, and they say, oh, no, no it's just, just fake things. But those are spiritual realities. Transferring. Let's, let's, let's leave all that. Let's leave all that. One person died and another child came back as a child. Spirit of Elijah is in Elisha. <laughs> ah, chala, chala. Now, number seven. <laughs> Understanding. That's what we'll spend the most of our time tonight. If I could choose any pillar of wisdom other than the fear of God, it would be understanding. No wonder the Bible says, oh, thank you, Father. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. And within that, those seven pillars, Therefore, get wisdom within those seven pillars in all you're getting. Make sure you get understanding. It is not enough to hear something. It is to understand what you have heard. You will not have issues with memory when you have understanding. There's nobody that crams the way to their house. You understand how together. You know all you're getting. Make sure you get understanding. What is understanding? It is the pillar of wisdom that enables a person to repeat success. It makes success repeatable. Psalm 119 verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. We're going to get to that shortly. Verse 130, the same chapter. 
The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. If you look at a child standing in front of a man with his hands behind his back and looking at the child, but you can see the man's hand that there's a knife there. But the child is just there, playful. Oh, hey, hey, hey. But because of the perspective you have, you're afraid for that child. If I had my way, I'll make sure everybody in this great movement drops their phone for at least six hours every day, not when you are sleeping. If I had my way, because of understanding of how this distraction damages people's brain, if I had my way. But those are not things I can do, uh, except just say it and then and then leave. I mentioned Opal, a, a, a software last week. Somebody told me, oh yeah, downloaded it, it's working fantastic. And they've moved on. For some, it's just, oh yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. And they've moved on with life. If I had my way, because of understanding, if I brought somebody here now and just began to spin them, spin them, spin them, spin them for 30 minutes, what do you think they would look like when I'm done? What spinning is to the body is what scrolling is to the mind. Some people don't know why they are perpetually tired. Because your eyes are just... <laughs> At the end of the day, the brain is just tired. Understanding. When God gives understanding of something, you look at it and you say, oh my goodness. So this is why. And now it will become easy for you to follow. Can I hear be, be, believing amen? amen? Understanding is the ability to gain perspective of a situation. The right perspective. I'll just have Avio put up some pictures for us, starting with one particular picture. Understanding is all about perspective. Thank you. We should just leave it like this all through. When you look at this, what do you see? Someone giving the middle finger. This is the way many people live their lives. They believe they've seen it, and that's what they run with all their life. Can I have the second image, please? Same scenario, <laughs> but a different perspective. Same scenario, but a different perspective. So one person will leave saying, no, I saw him. 
He gave the middle finger. I saw it with my eyes. But which eyes? Thank you very much. So, so when we are talking about understanding, we, we are talking about the ability to see perspectives. Understanding simply means then piecing together different key perspectives of a situation. Seeing is not the same as understanding. Hearing is not the same as understanding. It is being able to piece together accurate perspectives. Then it comes together as understanding. So diversity of views aids understanding. Diversity of views. I'll say something that will shock you. In Job chapter 1, the Bible said, the sons of God gathered. But yet God allowed the devil to, to show up. And they came to give God updates. But he also received an update from the devil. <laughs> I don't think you heard me. In Job chapter 1, the Bible says the sons of God gathered. And the devil came also. God didn't invite him to the meeting. So don't go to the devil. <laughs> but because God is a God of understanding, where have you been? I've been going to and fro. Have you seen Job? <laughs> I know my perspective. I want to get your perspective. Even though I know you're stupid. Because <laughs> who, would, who would leave heaven? Came from heaven to who leave heaven and be thrown to the earth. Not the way Jesus came, but the way he was thrown. He left from grace to grass. But yet, God still looked and said, No, 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 no. Tell me what you think. So understanding means piecing together different perspectives in order to get a good picture of a situation. I'm not sure if we're talking to anybody tonight. But we are living with better understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Why did God create diversity of views? Diversity of people. Diversity of languages. It is to help to position us in a place of understanding. If we so choose. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but know your, what you understand, but don't lean on it. It doesn't mean don't get understanding. No, 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 but just don't lean on it. Because it is not a good foundation to stand on, but you must have your understanding. Why would I listen to someone that is saying Jesus is not real? If I have time, which I hardly have, but I'll just hear, not so that I can be sold, but so I know how to convince somebody else afterwards. Because for me, it makes no sense that somebody will say Jesus is not real. But in some odd cases, 
I've listened to some people just so I know what their argument is. I know Big Bang Theory makes no sense. I know what they recorded as Big Bang Theory was when the devil was thrown to the earth. I know that from scripture. But when I listen to them, I'm trying to gain an understanding. What, what are they standing on? So when I'm provided an argument, I take their perspective into consideration. That's what a very good salesperson does. So they're asking you questions. So, so do you like this car? No, it's too expensive. So they know price is a big thing. Oh, the gas. Oh, they know gas. So by the time they, they want to bring it back to you, they'll tell you, you know, cheap things can actually be very expensive. How do you value expense? You know what? If you break up the payment, what payment can you afford? And they break it up, same amount, but they just tell you what you'll be paying um, um, biweekly. And they tell you it's very manageable, but it's still the same $70,000 car. And they'll stretch it over 15 years. <laughs> You're like, wow, that's affordable. <laughs> ah. Understanding. So if people are talking and you don't listen, you can never grow in understanding. You, you, have you heard of an echo chamber before? You know, some people are like lizards. You know, they say there's a proverb like that. When a lizard falls, if nobody greets it, it greets itself by raising its head. So an echo chamber is where you are hearing yourself. You are talking to yourself and you are hearing yourself. So you are the one arguing for, you are the same person arguing against. Now, tell me that is not insanity. No other perspective. This is my issue with most social media platforms. So the moment they figure out what your desires are, it's just the same thing that is just revolving around. It is part of why the U.S. is the way it is. Those who are Fox News, Republicans, and then those who are Democrats, CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, and nobody wants to listen to the other. But that will never be our portion in Canada. In the mighty name of Jesus. Understanding. So when you talk, let people listen. When people are talking, listen. Even though you think it doesn't make sense. The way you're looking at me tonight. Now, how do we generate understanding? Number one, quietness. Tell your neighbor quietness. Tell your other neighbor quietness. Psalm 46 and verse 10 says something very profound. And I'll read that to you if I may. Psalm 46 and verse 10. It says, be still and know. Or be still and understand. So, so being quiet enables a person to understand. You know, you can be quiet with your mouth, but your, your mind is noisy. Every single statement, argue for, argue against. Argue for, argue against. Argue for, argue against. So after one hour, they've not received anything. And if you find that there's a force within you that is stopping you from, from being still, you need to speak to it. 
said, be quiet. Be quiet. I'll hear the word of God. Be quiet. I didn't come here for nothing. Be quiet. You hear someone speaking and then the voice says, look at her outfit. Look at her hair. Look at her nose. So all through the 30 minutes presentation, they are just going through from the, from the hair on the head to the soles of the feet. By the time they are done with the feet, they say, okay, let us rise. Be still and know. So we must practice quietness. And the quietness will enable us to have understanding. Number two route to understanding is focus. There are many things that, it only, that only open up after we have stared at it for a long time. Just looking at the same thing. Looking at the same thing. And suddenly, that's what happens with Scripture. We are reading and reading and reading. But what you have read many times, one day, you just look at it again and you're like, no, no, there's something here. There's something here. And suddenly, it just opens up. Anybody ever experienced that before? It just begins to connect. And then your excitement just begins to build. Ah, ah, because now you can see the different connections to many other things. You can be hearing the same thing about wisdom. And all you're just thinking of is still, yeah, you know, yeah, I have to go to school to be wise. I have to go to school to be wise. But one day you just... Realize, no, 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 I have to ask God in order to be wise. And that's when your life will change. Because right there you can say, Lord, I need wisdom. Lord, all these seven pillars of wisdom, I want them to begin to manifest in my life. I need to be able to look at something and be confident that I will understand it. I remember before Cornerstone started and I was talking to God about the order of service. What would our services look like? And I was praying and I was observing and I was praying. And because of how I've traveled, I've, I've been, you know, I've interacted with quite a number of ministries from, from Nigeria and going to school in, 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 in another part of Nigeria and then living in Poland and working in Denmark and then going to Toronto and then coming here. I've interacted with different types of order of services. But then the Lord just zoomed into a particular order of service and said, look at this. You start like this. Opening prayer. Then right after you go to worship, share announcements and then testimonies to build people's faith. Because faith comes by hearing. Then the word comes after that. And you now see, and then began to explain. I'm not saying any other order of service is not good. But depending on the people that God is catering to. So all these things are intentional. They're intentional. Left to me, I would have moved announcement to be before worship. Because in my mind, I want worship people just because I'm like, okay, we just worship, we're high up there, and then announcements. Not because they are not doing a good job, but it's announcements. And people just be like, yeah, announcements, okay, yeah. <laughs> Cornerstone, do you have life? Yes, I, I know I have life. <laughs> Left to me. 
So we just continue with the high. But he said, no, 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 no. Keep it like that. At least for now, keep it like that. And then the announcers are the ones that will receive offering. There's no special time and then somebody will be preaching a 10 minutes message just to receive offering. And everything, the way it is done, understanding. Do you know some people don't know and they've been driving for many years the way their seatbelt works? They just think it's a fluke. They don't know that if you pull it sharply, it will just get stuck. And if you just release a bit and pull it gently, it will loosen. Some actually think their seatbelt is broken. I'm, I'm not trying to diss you. No, 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 no. I shouldn't. I could, but I, I shouldn't. <laughs> but I'm just saying there are so many things around us we don't understand. Yet we interact with on a regular basis. And as understanding increases, our quality of life begins to increase. Why there are hooks in parts of shirts? And why this is there? And why that is there? And why this is there? And on, as understanding increase, increases, our quality of life begins to increase. Glory to God. Meditation also stimulates understanding. Meditation stimulates understanding. So we said quietness, yes, it's a part of meditation. We said focus, yes, that's a part of meditation. But, but I want to separate this. Meditation enhances understanding. When you take something and, and say, this thing, I want to understand this. Meditation helps you with reverse engineering. And then finally, number four. Association helps with understanding. There's a reason why we have God has put teachers in our way. If you read Isaiah chapter 30, we're going to read that shortly, please. Isaiah chapter 30. Glory to God. Glory to God. And verse 20, and though the Lord gives them, not you, the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be removed into a corner anymore. He was saying, he says, but your eyes shall see your teachers. Then your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walking it. So even though he was angry at them, he wanted to punish them, he was saying, I'll still be so merciful to you that I'll keep your teachers around you. One of the quickest ways to understand. It's why I, it, it is one of the reasons why I don't joke with elders. Not just in age, but in grace. Because it is one of the highways into understanding. Someone has climbed a mountain and from there, the scene, and then they come back and tell you when you're climbing that mountain, move left, 
Go run. After you've taken three steps, go lay, go here. And somebody will say, no, nah, I'm not going after three steps. I'll go after 52 steps. Because that's how many weeks we have in a year. <laughs> and they realize they won't get to 52. <laughs> your eyes shall see your teachers, mentors, authorities. They are, they are embodiments of understanding. It is very dangerous to look at a person and assume you know what they know. It's very dangerous. It is why pride is very dangerous to, to look at someone and based on their dressing, your perception, you just believe you can sum up what they know into one or two sentences. Maybe the person cannot speak good English. Since when did English become a measure of intelligence? It's just a language. Even some dogs have more wisdom than some of us. And I'm not saying this, I'm not this, it's true. For example, there's no way I can sniff out cocaine. I don't know what it smells like. I'll never know in Jesus' name. But there are some dogs that are wiser than me in being able to sniff out cocaine. So I know what I'm talking about. They've been so trained that they can, they can be around something and, and keep backing and say, no, there's something here. Yet for me, I'm just like, oh, what's, what's this? So, so we, we, we must humble ourselves when it has to do with understanding. Everybody on the street has an understanding of something. May you never be homeless in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's when you realize there are some parts of town you have no idea about, especially during winter. So a person that is trapped on the streets, a homeless person will become their, their GPS system. Ah, no, 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 you, you don't, have, don't worry. Just wait till 10, 10.30 p.m. Why 10.30 I, I can't tell you, but just 10.30. And then move here, move there, that place there, that place, yeah, is over there. That's the safest place in winter. Yeah, they might look like someone that is scruffy, but yet they have an understanding of something. It is why love and honor gives us access to people's understanding. I've watched as young people have despised elders. Some people's thinking, I, I think it's because of movies they watch. The moment they see an old, especially an old woman that is very, very, say, ah, this is a witch. <laughs> so the moment you get old and you become very slim and you get, don't be hunchback because if you are, <laughs> they just come to a conclusion. Yes, for many people, that's their ticket into their next level. Do you, do, you, do, you know, do you know something? So a person can be sick now, and then they'll go to their doctor. And the doctor will ask, ask them, is there anybody in the family that's had this disease? But because they don't have the information, they say, no, nobody. Now they have deceived the doctor. But an uncle you don't like might have the information that you need. 
We tell, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Your great-great-grandfather had this. And your grandfather, yeah, yeah, I remember vividly. And then this, and then, in fact, that person that died, that's why they died. Oh, I didn't, I don't like you, but I like the information you have. <laughs> I'm not quick to judge people because I know I might not like their ways, but there's an understanding they have that can be valuable to me. Can I hear believing in man? There's an understanding they have that can be very valuable to me. So I'm looking and paying attention. What can I learn from this person? What can I learn to do or what can I learn not to ever do? What can I learn? And you're just watching. And you're just watching. Look at Jesus. You look at his Proverbs. Look at Solomon, Proverbs. Includes wise people, unwise people, animals, animate, inanimate things. Why? Because understanding must be varied. You learn from ants. You learn from a lazy person. You learn from a hardworking person. You learn from this. You learn from that. You are gaining understanding. He said, how come ants with no leader? Now we know that ants can have leaders. But at that time, he didn't know that. Can gather their things in one season, in preparation for another season. How is that possible? And he was saying to a lazy person, why don't you go and learn from the ants? We had a brainstorming session here the other day for an initiative where we're starting up very soon. I'll be announcing it soon. And I started off by saying to them, I said, have you seen a swarm of birds before that they fly together? They, they, they don't collide with each other. You didn't see dead birds falling. They, there's a way they just synchronize. And I watched a documentary where they are, they are learning to, to program, uh, 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 yes, I'll take that shortly, to program uh, um, um, autonomous insects and all that. So, so they were learning from the swarm of birds. How are they communicating with each other where they are going and then they make a sharp turn all together and they're just moving in unison. How are they doing it? And then they realize, no, no, there must be something that is being emitted that makes each person in the swarm know the movement. Understanding. How did we learn how to make fighter jets? By, by studying particular kinds of birds. Helicopters, by studying birds. Understanding. So, so there are some things we can understand in one domain and we can carry it over to another domain. And, and, and I said to them, if Moses could, could coordinate three million people in the wilderness, then it means we can pastor millions of people and we will pastor millions of people in this movement successfully. And where did that come from? An understanding. If Moses could do it without the internet, without technology, without tablets, keeping track. Okay, um, where's your, where's your, ah, you forgot your daughter in the other village. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, 
Anytime the pillar of cloud or fire was, began to move, the people packed up their things and began to move without notice. Yet they never forgot anybody behind. And then somebody told me, we cannot pastor 1,000 people successfully. Understanding. Understanding. It's not about age. Job chapter 32, verse 7 to 8. It is not about age. Job 32, verse 7 to 8. I said, age should speak. And multitude of years should teach wisdom. But because he didn't see it, then he said, but there's a spirit in man. And the breath of the Almighty is what gives him understanding. How can, how can a child, Josiah, yes, be, be, be ruling at the age of eight? I'm not, I, I don't mean ruling pillows like many of us who are beating pillows and, and teaching imaginary students. Leading human beings at the age of eight has nothing to do with age. Understanding. Understanding. Being able to package oneself. Understanding. I heard a young boy, some things in Kenya or something. I'll find some of those videos. Those are things that excite me, not this. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> he couldn't even fit into the chair. He was so small. But he was being interviewed. And he's a, he's a pastor, he's a minister. Young, young boy. So <laughs> the interviewer said, So, um, 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 he asked me a tough question. He said, no, no, no. Now, now before, before I start, you know, it's very important. I have to introduce myself to the people, to the viewers. Uh, my name is, uh, and he mentioned all his names. And this is where, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a servant of the Most High God. And, and he was just flowing. I said, hey, where did this boy get this kind of understanding from? There's a spirit in man. And the breath of the Almighty begins to give understanding. You make a person know that when you step into a place, acknowledge people around. It's a form of respect. So understanding. So I don't care. I've left Africa or whatever. We're just here. <laughs> it's not an African thing. It's a sense thing. Sense. Wisdom. You step into a clinic where there are people are at least acknowledge people. Those that look up and smile. Acknowledgement. And then you sit down. Then they can come and tell you, no, no, actually you're in the wrong place. Supposed to be over there. Or you're supposed to take a ticket. Because you acknowledge them. But you didn't say anything. They just look at you. You sit down there for two hours. <laughs> Only to realize people were picking the tickets. <laughs> and you're getting angry. It's because I'm, I'm, I am this. Because No, no, because you did not respect them. Because you did not acknowledge them. Can I hear believing amen? amen? Now, very, very quickly, and then we'll take some questions. How will you know when you have understood? Is it when it makes sense? Is it when you draw connections to other events? How will you know when something has made true sense? How will you know? How will you know? 
How will you know? Because something can make sense to you, but it is not the right sense. That's a question for you to answer. It's a rhetorical question. You can't be giving all the answers in church. It's a question for you to answer. How will I know when something, the understanding I have is the true understanding? How will I know? Have you ever read some scriptures before and you thought you got revelation? Only to actually read it properly. <laughs> and if you're proud, you still stand on your revelation. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost gave me this. But if you're humble, you say, you know what? Um, <laughs> I, I think I missed it. Holy Spirit, it's not your fault. <laughs> I think it's my fault. <laughs> Very quickly, and then we'll take questions. There are many routes to understanding. Like we've said with meditation, quietness. But by the time you add the fruit of the Spirit to those things, it would enhance your understanding. It is why a slap, you can, you never forget a slap. Even though you might forget some other things. <laughs> you remember it was a hot day. I remember clearly, you know, it was this, it was this, it was that. Very clearly. A person remember their wedding day, I hope. Remember a funeral because of the emotions attached to it. So, Adding emotions to the things we've listed enhances understanding. The day you come to church desperate to hear from God, you never forget the things you heard that day. The day you come to church very excited, and our ushers can help us with that. You, you generate the excitement from the door. Even if they came with a bad attitude, just transfer, impart some excitement to them. The day you come very excited. Okay, today's my birthday. I'm sure God's going to tell me something today. And we just say, peace to the world. You see, that's it. That's it. Peace. Peace. God is telling me to be at peace. The joy, I hope not negative emotions, but, but, but the fruit of the Spirit, or, or let's say emotions, enhances understanding. Or in many cases, it also takes away from understanding. So it's important that we cultivate the right emotions. Are we together? Glory to God. What is my preference for understanding? I ask the Lord for understanding. Lord, please help me understand this thing. Help me understand. That's my own preference. Haven't said all those techniques because people like practical things. But the most practical thing is, Lord, give me understanding. This is one of the reasons why I understand people to a large extent. Because when I meet people, Lord, decode this person for me. Help me understand this person. Help me understand. And then he begins to open them up so that I can help them if they need help. Lord, help me understand this, this, this event. Do, do, do you understand that our world is changing rapidly? 
with artificial intelligence. I, I, I'm, <laughs> Do we understand? Our world is changing. There are many things we know that the next thing we realize, those things are no more. Rapidly. We don't need artists anymore. Artificial intelligence came up with a song, fake song of Drake. He sold way more. Some of Drake's fans are here. May God deliver you from the spirit of Drake. (laughs) And it went viral. Maybe even way more than some of his original songs. Yes. Painting pictures. You can tell Google Bard, okay, um, I want to see a child holding a unicorn, standing on a cake, and this and that. And within a few seconds, you, who needs artists anymore? A few seconds, it's done. Say, no, 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 I don't like the height of the head of the unicorn. Make it this, make it that. Just, and it's just creating on the fly. Our world is changing. <coughs> Financial advisors no longer needed. Just put in your information. This is my this is my three months bank statement, six months bank statement. What's the best financial advice for me? So, but but that's that's information. Now, understanding now is Lord, how can I benefit from this? I met a pastor recently that was saying to me, in the province where he where he is, God just gave him understanding many years ago. And he began to preach, to tell the church, hey, begin to buy houses. Begin to buy houses. Begin to buy, in Toronto, begin to buy houses. I said, Pastor Mano, you know, those who listened, they bought, they bought, and they bought. And some people bought some houses for 350,000. And by the time it was time to sell Toronto, 1.2 million. He said, now on average, 10 houses, 15 houses that many people have. Those who listened. It's understandable. People hear the same thing, but some just hear, put in their pocket, move on. Ah, I don't care. They hear? Ah, I don't care. And then when other people are rejoicing, they are blaming the devil. And the devil is blaming you. But they are blaming the devil. Understand them. Understand them. Let's take some questions, please. Hallelujah. Yes. Okay. The first one says, I always wonder, back in the day when Jesus was here, did he have the wisdom of example creating iPhones, cars, airplanes? If it's the same spirit of God in us, how come things keep revolving? Would people back in the day have more of a disadvantage? Also, regarding... Okay, maybe you can under- answer that one okay, first. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's a very fantastic question. You have to remember that if you, if you want to wake somebody up and they are in a very dark place, 
Do you bring the brightest light? You just turn on the brightest light and you expect them to be excited and they say thank you. Imagine if the sunshine, the first thing in the morning just came hot, like it is at middle, at, 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 at noon. Imagine that's what you get the moment you wake up. Many people will not survive. What am I saying? Revelation or knowledge is progressive. That's one of the ways that God helps us and blesses us. Imagine the wisdom for making a plane being available in the time of Abraham. God did not create man until everything man needed was in place. I watched another documentary. They were talking about the Romans and the way they built bridges. If you drove a, 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 a truck on any of those bridges today, it will crash. But, but, but the bridge was built for what they had to travel on the bridge. So the moment cars began to come and they began to get heavier, the revelation for building stronger bridges also began to come. That's the way God blesses us. So even he himself, he restricts the access to revelation. He restricts it for our, for our own good. Amen. Yes. Okay. Just before I continue, there are now six questions. Is that okay? So we'll stop with the six. Okay. Any additional questions, the angels will answer that. <laughs> Amen. Okay. The second question says, Regarding demonic wisdom, for example, those in the secret society, yes. a.k.a. Illuminati, why do they come off to have a more hidden wisdom? Can wisdom be very demonic but still seem good? But still seem good? good? Okay. These are very good questions. We're truly in a month of wisdom. You see, one of the biggest differences between the church and, please, 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 please give, give, give me your attention, please. One of the biggest differences between the church and these other demonic places is this. They have built systems around the capturing of information and the dissemination of information. I've never been in Illuminati, and at this point, I will not be. But I can tell you from what I've read, because I studied world religions and those types of things in Bible school, <clears throat> and my own personal research, they have levels in those organizations. So let's say Illuminati, let's say they have 11 levels. And you come in, lower level, they have the information that they'll release to you at that level. Then there are things you do, you move to the next level, next level, next level. It is why they seem to be getting more results. But what do we find today in Christendom? And you, you, you bear me witness that I say this quite often. Someone comes level one, and then they go on YouTube, and they get access to level 20 items, Level 15, they, they have no idea because they are not being guided or they've refused to allow themselves to be guided. 
Someone sent me a video the other day of something about meditation. And is this, is this possible? I say, yes, it is possible. But that's why I'm teaching. So in essence, leave that part and listen to what I'm saying. Because someone that doesn't know anything yet about meditation and goes to hear that thing that that person sent to me, uh, they might think it is witchcraft. But there are stages, you, because sometimes people think, oh, you're hiding information, hiding it. No, no, no. Why bring PhD-level material to a child in elementary school? That's wickedness. The child will never be encouraged to learn. Because when they look at it, they're like, no, no, I, I, I can't understand this. They'll be frustrated that they will not learn. That's, that's, that is what it is. So, so I'm begging people. The fact that you can just click search, watch any video out there. Don't, if you want to grow, don't do it. Don't do it if you want to grow. This apostle, this prophet, this apostle prophet, this evangelist, just hear all kinds of people share all kinds of things. If I was doing that, I would never know what I know today. Never. Information being curated. <clears throat> Imagine someone <clears throat> gets into the U of A and they say, you know what, today, which class do I go? Which class is this? Oh, liberal arts. Um, okay, they're going there, they hear this philosophy. Ah, sounds good. This is good. And then the next day they get, oh, engineer, engineer. Hmm. And then they step in, ah, engineering, nice stuff. After four years, what certificate do they get? It's funny. But what certificate would they get after four years? That's why God gives people home churches. Settle down and learn. Settle down, follow the curriculum you're being given and learn. Let me stop there. Please go ahead. Question three. Thank you. Question three says, in meditation, when trying to be still, I find that my whole body itches and becomes uncomfortable. Is this something I have to fight through? Good. So it was because of you. Um, earlier today, I was meditating, and, and that question came. Uh, so, so I know it's because of that person. Now, the next time you are meditating, there's a spirit you have to address. I can literally sit down and explain to you because he took me through that process while I was meditating. Um, all that is just to divert your attention, bring frustration and all kinds of other things. And of course, at the end of the day, bring discouragement. So the moment you start meditating, I take authority over my body in the precious name of Jesus. I take authority over my body. I take authority over my body in the mighty name of Jesus. Make those declarations and anything else God leads you to along those lines. And then begin to meditate. You realize that all those distractions would, would be no more. Okay? Yes, please. Question five now. No. Four. Four. Okay. This question says, based We're on going the to pray shortly. There are two prayer points I want us to pray about. Yes. Based on the questions this month, I'm beginning to realize how much of bad decisions I have made. Okay. How do I recover from decisions I am not proud of? That's a good question. Number one, repent. Repent. 
repent. I'm glad you've acknowledged, and like the testimony we heard earlier, that's, that's humility, right? Um, but doesn't mean everybody should be sending in those types of testimonies now. But I'm saying, but that's humility. Repent. You know what, Lord? I messed up, I messed up, I messed up. And the moment you repent, don't go back to your mess again. Don't go back to those thoughts again. Don't go back to it. Otherwise, that's guilt and condemnation. So now that you've repented, all you have to do is, Lord, now I need wisdom for the journey ahead. Do you know why the Bible says it is hard for someone who has tasted glory and backslided? It's hard for them to come back because they know what it is like and they'll become in a hurry to get there. So you've repented, just a Lord, wisdom. It is not up to you to accelerate your speed. That's not up to you. We've all made mistakes. I've made some severe financial mistakes that I I wish that year can be blotted out of my records in heaven. Those, Those two years. I just wish. Well, you know, money came through your hand and you're wondering, where, where did this money go? But, but, but I've repented. And I'm trusting God that now on a daily basis, I am, I am utilizing my resources as judiciously as possible. So, so repent and just keep hearing words of wisdom. Before you know what's happening, you look back and you've seen that you've moved in an accelerated manner. And that's my prayer for you in the name of Jesus. Question five. Good evening, sir. You mentioned that emotions enhance understanding. Yes. To clarify, can... Good emotions. To clarify, can negative emotions give the right understanding? I put the word negative in quotes because if it's the right understanding... Mm -hmm. Is it still a negative emotion in the first place? So it's good emotions that enhance understanding. Yes. Amen. Last question. Hi, Pastor. Mm -hmm. What happens in in a situation where you are sure about someone's actions towards you and how it negatively affects you? But when you voice it out, is it, it is termed as, oh, that is how you perceive the situation. Mm. It just makes me wonder about what is good and what is bad. It's a very, very fantastic question. <coughs> I, I've heard people talk about oh, gaslighting and this, you know, when people hear some, you know, big psychological terms, sometimes we can hide inside it and just play around and throw parties in it. You, you get what I'm trying to say? In some cases, it might actually be the way you are perceiving it. But in some cases, you might also be right. So it is very important when there's a conflict in relationships that both parties are listening to each other. It is possible that your perception is wrong, maybe because of trauma. It is very, very possible. It's very possible. Many of us have looked at some decisions our parents made and said, this is wicked, this is evil. But, but you just grew for five years. And after five years, you looked at the same thing. 
And you said to yourself, I'll, I'll do the very same thing now. That's the thing with wisdom. It is why humility is very important if we're going to walk in wisdom. Now, let me now say it this way. There are some cases where some people, they have, they have built an ability to want to subdue others and manipulate others. So their own wisdom always finds a way to turn every situation around as if it was your fault. Now, one way you can know such people is look around their other relationships. Is that the same thing? If it's not the same thing, then it means they are not wrong in the assessment in your own relationship. Because a manipulator would always be a manipulator. In most cases, wherever they are. Anybody understand what I'm saying? So if I'm dealing with someone and every time I bring an issue, it always comes back as my fault. It's possible it's always my fault. Because maybe I've not learned how to operate if efficiently in that area. But if I look at that person's relationship with other people, and I'm also seeing the same scenario, it's always their fault too. When the person is telling me about events, it's always somebody else's fault too. Then I know, okay, then this person has a problem. So you want to ask yourself, this person you're referring to, have they ever apologized for anything that they've accepted as their fault ever in their whole life that you're aware of? And we, we, we all know people like that. I hope we're not people like that. Where it, 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 it's almost impossible for you to hear the person say, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was my fault. I'm sorry. And there's no but, there's no butter, just that was my fault. I'm sorry. You see, wisdom without character is very dangerous. A wise person without character, oh my goodness, I would avoid them. Because, because you see, it's why when Solomon messed up, he just became a very dangerous person. Wisdom will help you find a way out of every situation. It will make you so slippery that, that they can't, nobody can trap you in anything. Do you know that even God apologizes? He says, I repent that I made man. <laughs> and those words were very, were carefully chosen. I repent. Which means, I, I remember that day I was just making animals and I said, you know what? Let's make one in our own image. I, I repent. I shouldn't have done it. Yet as a human being, there's nothing, there's no mistake that you made at all that you... May the Lord help us. Please rise up on our feet. Let's rise up on our feet. Thank you for taking the time to listen and receive the fresh word of God. Before you leave, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not born again, I, Pastor Ibuku Adewusi, would love to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to Christ right now, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and I believe you died for me 
on the cross of Calvary. I know I am a sinner. And today I come to you to forgive me of all my sins and to make me a brand new creation. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and making me born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us on cccghq dot org slash save and fill out the form completely so that we can send you wonderful materials to help you grow on your new walk with christ congratulations once again we love you and god bless you